All right, I was being quiet, so I know how much to uh, edit out. Welcome to episode 185 of Together BHA. Uh, hopefully, I will not be doing the whole show solo, uh, but I made 120 of them work out, so we'll see how we go today. Uh, Adam should hopefully be on the show soon, uh, but let's let's go live. Uh, we do have a stop for work-related matters <laughs> uh, here in the USA. So uh, welcome to episode 185. Uh, this is not an episode I expected uh, to be recording today. Nobody did. Um, Graham Potter uh, is now Bucky's favourites, big time, to go to Chelsea Football Club after Tuchel, Tuchel was sacked uh, yesterday in the Champions League after losing to Zagreb 1-0. Um, this is a manager that Todd Bowley, the new Chelsea manager, uh, new Chelsea owner, did not hire. He's not his guy. Um, so understandably, in situations like this, uh, you're always on a bit of a short leash. Uh, and he was he was let go last night uh, or this morning, one way or the other. Um, and Graham Potter quickly emerged as the favourite uh, to go to Chelsea Football Club. Uh, not great. Um, I'm sure you will agree. Uh, but here we are uh, a couple of hours later, um, and we are at a stage now where the belief is that he will be announced as Chelsea Football Club manager tomorrow. Uh, there is rumours uh, that Pochettino is currently in London as well, having a conversation uh, with Chelsea, and Zidane as well is also on that list. Uh, but Potter is number one choice. Now, I do have some talking points to go over, obviously, uh, but I would love to hear your thoughts in the chat and we can talk about that as well. Um, but the number one point piece here really is uh, the the suddenness of it all, right? We're going to be losing our best Premier League manager ever, comfortably, um, given we've only had, had two of them. Uh, and we're also going to be losing his back, back team staff. So Bjorn... Billy Reed uh, and I believe Kyle McCauley, who is his scouting kind of aficionado and Ardo, will be off as well. Um, so when you look at those those players, uh, or rather those names in the background, that's a lot of people uh, that we're going to be losing in one fell swoop. We've already lost Bissouma. We've already lost Kukurea. We've already lost Neil Mope, uh, although that last one was probably one that we wanted to have uh, out of the club. Um, but yeah, we, we're in a bit of a rough situation here, ladies and gents. Uh, I don't think we were expecting to see this happen anytime soon. Um, and I suspect, although Bloom and Barber say that they always have a ready available list, I don't think they're expecting this either. Um, so really, it's it's about just how much of a seismic shift or impact this is going to have on the club as a whole. Uh, you would assume having lost our best players in the summer uh, and continuing to fly high without them uh this may well be one torpedo too many uh, for the morale of some of those players, at least. Or it can play the total opposite uh, and really, really force people uh, at the club to almost get an us versus them mentality. Um, it's something we're going to have to find out in the coming weeks if this is what happens. Um Mikey in the chat, I've never been so depressed watching Rangers play, and that's not because I'm a Rangers fan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, not good. Um, Enoch on the door, welcome back. We haven't seen you for a while. The one podcast you can watch live, and it's Potter going. Yeah, and it's me going solo as well for now, so not ideal for you. Um, but here we are. Uh, Scooch in the chat is just sobbing, uh, sobbing emojis, unsurpri unsurprisingly, honestly. Um, I don't blame you. Uh, but let's talk about... The, the seismic impact on the club. Uh, we lost Dan Ashworth and we spoke, Adam, Craig and I, at length about the fact that 
losing Dan Ashworth uh, is not going to be the be all and end all. And that's because we have people coming in behind him, David Weir uh, and, and others who will be able to take up that mantle, have learned under him and will be able to continue that structure that Tony is pushing through. Now, the issue comes with Potter is he's still going to take all of his coaching staff with him. So a lot of that identity and ethos will go with him, both on the recruitment side and on the coaching side. So we'll see Billy Reed go. We'll see Bjorn uh, Hamburg or Hans, whatever his name is, gone. Uh, we'll see McCauley go and we'll see Graham go as well. So I think if we want to minimize this impact, we need to do one of two, well, two things. We need to keep Ben Roberts, who has been our goalkeeper coach and has been for God knows how long. We need to keep him. Um, he is someone who has been at the club from a long, 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 long time. I remember being at Stockport uh, and he was running up the pitch uh, and getting into a fight with people at the halfway line when he was our goalkeeper. Uh, and he has been a world-class coach ever since. Uh, and we need to keep Bruno. That is imperative. We need to keep some of the culture and the identity uh, within this club if we're going to lose all of the rest. Uh, obviously, we have Tony Bloom. We this He's the guy, right? But if you want to keep a consistency within that locker room, we need to keep hold of Bruno. Um, that's the key for me, I think. Um, Nick in the chat, worrying times, but nothing confirmed yet. Yep. Uh, Manny, hello, mate. Really sorry to hear of this and hope Potter tells them where to go. It's not impossible. Uh, he, he, he did it with us the first time uh, Bloom spoke to him when Potter went after went from Swansea uh, he came in for him so it's not it's not guaranteed uh, that he goes to Chelsea but we'll talk about the pros and cons here shortly in a second probably when Adam comes on uh, but the pros and cons the more that, that pros list weighs out the harder it's going to be to to keep him unfortunately uh, I see or is he still uh, he's gone uh, I'm not sure who you're talking about there uh, Potter or Bruno um, if GP does go and we can't replace straight away Bruno for the interim from Mikey, uh, I think that's the obvious answer, right? Um, yeah, <laughs> like we, I think we have to keep some sort of consistent consistency in the club, and Bruno is the guy to do that. Uh, I I know I went on record, you know, this time last year probably saying that I would love Bruno to be our long term manager in three or four years. This has come way too quickly for him. Uh, I I don't think that we should be given him the long-term job, uh, but I do think he needs to stay here. Uh, that's that's key for me. Um, but we've got the team. We've got the, we've got Bruno. We've got Ben Roberts. We can lose the rest, and we've got to hope that that does a plan in place. Um, Nick in the chat, if the worst happens, I still trust the board. I'm sure they've been planning for this eventuality for a long time and have an idea as to what they'd want to do and who to bring in. We just need to be behind them unless, of course, they rehire Sammy Hubbier. Yeah, uh, that's always one thing to keep an eye on, right? Uh, is the board generally have been superb in their managerial appointments since Tony took over. Uh, Gus Poyet, whatever people think about him, uh, for the greatest amount of time provided us with some of the best football we've ever seen. Um, Obviously, it ended horribly. Uh, we then moved to Oscar Garcia, who took a weaker side to the playoffs um, and was brutally unlucky in those playoffs, by the way, because he had a huge injury crisis at the same time. Uh, and then we went and got a hold of Sammy Huppia, who was absolutely shocking. Um, so, you know, it's it's a tough one. Uh, and then, of course, Hewton came in and was superb. Uh, we do have Adam live from the sticks. 
Uh, Adam, how are you doing? I'm all right, yeah. My, my trip's been ruined by, you know, <laughs> the news. Uh, outside of that, good. Yeah, it has been ruined. Uh, the first thing I was talking about is really the the seismic impact that this is going to make uh, on the team if we lose, well, its entire backroom staff uh, and the importance of keeping people like Ben Robertson and Bruno uh, with the team if we are going to lose the rest of them to keep that kind of culture in the in the dressing room and in the locker room. Do you do you agree with that? Do you think that's – or are you worried that Bruno may well be out the door as well? I'm worried about all of it. I uh... – there is, I think there's, there's this mindset with some people. I don't know how much you've talked about this, obviously, because I'm late here, but this idea that the club is bigger than any one person, which I think is true. And that's, that's testament to how it's been run and how it's been set up. The problem is, I don't know how much succession planning you can do to lose the sheer volume of important people this club is hypothetically losing in the space of what is essentially six to eight weeks. Um, your, your two best players, Ashworth and your manager and potentially others, uh, you'd be hard pushed to find any club in any sport that could survive that level. From um, He's like uh, the research assistant or recruitment assistant right now. I think there was an article just recently about the guy. Yeah, Kyle McCauley uh, yes. is the uh, yeah. It would be him, Billy Reed, uh, Bjorn Hamburg, whatever his name is, and yep. him and Potter would all be the ones that you would expect to go off to Chelsea. Yeah, that's uh, it's really hard. It's really tough, uh, but a lot of it will also then depend on uh, who obviously who obviously comes in afterwards, and then we also then have to collectively reset our expectations because uh, there was a lot of discussion about why the, the club went light in the transfer window. And this came straight from Potter's mouth recently, right? Which was because of the World Cup, you don't need to get through that many games right now until we get the next transfer window. That's all well and good. But now you bring in someone else that doesn't know the system, doesn't know the players. You then have to wait until the January transfer window. Bloom's never been big on making massive moves in the January transfer window. So you're suddenly like, well, what does this season turn into when it's got off to such an amazing start? Um, but from Potter's standpoint, his 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 rankings never been higher, has it? Than, than it is right now. I think he has to. Th- he looks at himself and says, I've got to cash my chips in because I don't know when I get this opportunity again. Yeah, uh, and that's kind of the pros and cons for him, isn't it? Um, the, I had a pros and a cons list here as well, um, and the pros look hard to turned down annoyingly um so the con the cons i had was it's an unstable club as of right now there's going to be a huge amount of player egos uh mid-season upheaval for him to walk into which is never easy um another club without a striker uh, which i really like uh, and then the huge risk of his reputation right but when you look at the pros half of them are answered possibly um it's a big club start of all they have a shit ton of money so any issues he has with the squad and player power, if he's truly given the opportunity, he can fix that real quick. Um, and the biggest one, too, really, that that worry me is that if this is the Todd Bowley project uh, and no longer Roman Abramovich's eight-month manager reigns, like a peak Watford, we're in big trouble there because he loves the project and he loves the vision. If Bowley can sell that to him, it's going to be next to impossible. 
Uh, and then the only thing you've got left on that list was the main reason he turned Brighton down the first time uh, when he was at Swansea, and that was the upheaval for his kids and his family. Their training ground's 45 minutes from Brighton. There is no upheaval necessary, and that He's- that's a big problem for us, isn't it? It's not, it's not Manchester City. Uh, they're, they're literally a 45-minute ride away. And he's probably already given that, driven past Stamford Bridge and said to his wife, you know what, <laughs> it's my dream to coach here one day. Yeah, I, yeah. I think the, the biggest one for me is, is it was your sort of second to last point around the, the new Chelsea ownership structure. And I think it, it can come across as continuation here based on what would seem like a rather knee-jerk reaction to, to two choice results and and the news that's come out and again i'm sorry if i'm rehashing anything being like the, the decision was made prior to this zagreb game um so the there was a breakdown in communications between the way things were run apparently there was like some like whatsapp group that was set up between bowley and tuchel and he was very tuchel likes his distance and likes to just get on with things and with abramovich abramovich's dream in that regard he just did doesn't come anywhere near he's in a different country on a yacht somewhere and just pummels money in great whereas bowl this is bowley's plaything. he he wants to be really hands-on hence being the interim um you know director of football or whatever it was but bowley's whole thing and his ownership in i forget which baseball team he owns in the u.s um he's had that coach in place for years and years like i think he can just point over there and be like look this is the way i operate Tuchel wasn't my guy. I, there was there was a disconnect between us. It wasn't about the results, by the way. If it was just about the results, but I thought he was the right person, he'd still be in this position. But it's not. I'm looking for my coach over the next ten to fifteen years with this with this club. That plus everything that Chelsea Football Club brings, you can see why he's he's incredibly tempted by it. Um, and I think your last point is absolutely on it as well. You probably look, he, he's put it like, do I ever want to, do I want that Man City job? Do I want that Liverpool job? Even when those coaches move on? Because that's a big change. Moving from Brighton and a little bit further up to, to get to Southwest London is is not a big ask. So it seems like the stars have aligned potentially for him and for us. Um, yeah, it's incredibly unfortunate suffering from success insert album cover meme. Um, yeah, it, yeah, it really is. Uh, just a couple of people in the chat. Uh, Man, Manny, uh, personally, I think Potter deserves a lot of credit for keeping the team strong after losing Kukurea and Morpe and Vesuma. By the way, you didn't mention him, but him as well. Uh, he's an amazing coach who drills his players well. Chelsea will just throw him away. Um, I hope you're still listening because I think there's a reason to think they won't just throw him away. That's kind of part of the problem here. <laughs> um, that's kind of what we're worried about. Um Enoch on the door. We're going to get to yours in a minute, actually. I'm not going to go to you first. Uh, Nick doesn't think his reputation is at risk. Uh, if it does go wrong, it can be explained with, uh, well, it's Chelsea. Uh, we don't know what the new guy is going to be like as an owner. I think, I think you're spot on. Um, and C Diamond Gamer 7. Uh, we bought in Graham Potter, a completely unknown manager. I don't think that was a coincidence. I believe the same will happen again. However, that might be not as good or as quick. Um, I, I'm 50% in agreement with you. Uh, I think it's probably going to be someone that we're not going to know immediately. They're not going to be a household name, so to speak, because uh, Enoch on the door has the mindset of we've got the money, let's go get Pochettino. Uh, would work great with the South American contingent. I think he would obviously be an unbelievable acquire. Like Getting in Pochettino would be 
I think, an obviously excellent appointment. Um, I, I just don't think it's a realistic one. Uh, but I, I disagree that Graham Potter was an unknown manager. Um, he very much was not an unknown manager. Uh, he was on the back of newspapers for beating Arsenal uh, in in Europe. He was already very much well-known, uh, and people were talking about him as the next best young English manager outside of the UK prior to coming to Swansea. Um, he wasn't as unknown as, as you think, I don't think. So, uh, And then Sumptuous Sofa, great name, by the way. Uh, it's not a good move for Potter. Um, I, I'm not sure anyone is... Uh, is accurate. I, I think it is. I think we're talking about the fact that it probably is. Um, Adam, what's the possibility that uh, Bloom just throws him a blank check? And do you think do you think that would be enough at this point with the seventy odd million pound net profit that we talked about at length this last couple of weeks? Uh, and you tweeted it right. Let's spend that money on him. Uh, I think it's a great point. Do you think it's something that is going to happen? Uh, do you think that Tony is is there right now talking to him and saying, what do I need to do? Uh, or do you think it's almost like just pissing into the wind because the the opportunity to manage a club as big as Chelsea is something that, that makes the money irrelevant? I mean, it wouldn't shock me if they had some kind of quote-unquote gentleman's agreement around something like this. If, if a top four side is truly interested in me, don't block the way. Um, which is pretty much what has come out. It's, we're going to let you speak to them. But at the same time, you'd be nuts if you're not trying to at least like make a gesture to, to keep him. Um, he's wanted by everyone for a reason. Um, I'd be shocked if he wasn't trying to do that. But at the same time, I, I, I don't know how far it's going to go. We always make these... Uh, assumptions from the outside in by saying oh why would this player go to this club we're such an exciting project here if it's if it's just about money we can pay them a bit more look we're all in we're all in various jobs and careers and, and things like that and this is until we prove otherwise and this club has been on such an evolution and upward trajectory that we're all incredibly thrilled by no taking away from that but this is a next level for a manager. This is the pinnacle. This is a side just off of winning the Champions League two seasons ago. Um, it's a side that is expected to compete for the Premier League title. It's a side that spends 200 plus million in a transfer window with a new owner who I don't think seemingly is going to rest until he's won everything. That's a very different project. And at which point then it, it doesn't just come down to the wage that's offered as much as it'd be nice to think about that. Even if Tony turned around and said, Graham, we're going to, we're going to offer you whatever they've offered you. We'll offer you the same. I still think Graham Potter probably makes the move. Um, all, all things considered purely because Tony Boom simply cannot offer this, this, the same things. I, I know it's blindingly obvious, but the wage piece in my mind is, is probably quite a minor thing but he should do it anyway because he's got it good here. He has a good setup. Yeah, I think I think he I think it's obvious that he's going to at least try. Uh but yeah, I think keeping him is I think as we said the project is too good. If the project is has it looks on the surface. Um then he's going to be sounding that out and there's not really many people better better prime for that than Graham to work out what's real and what's not, which is even more annoying because uh, <laughs> we know he's going to know 
what he's walking into. Um, between now, because uh, we played Bournemouth on Saturday, of course, three o'clock kickoff, absolute turmoil, a game that should have been one that we should be going in there looking to win. We're at a point where we don't know who will be in charge. We don't know what the heck will be going on. You have to assume that Bruno will take interim charge at this point if he stays. If he doesn't, uh, I know Barber on the sidelines, possibly, if we have no one else left in the backroom staff. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but, but after that, Andrew the Palace Croft game has been... Steps up. Yeah. Uh, Palace has been postponed due to the rail strike, yeah. something that we've seen coming a mile off, really, with that rail strike announced. Uh, it just wouldn't have been feasible for us to hold a game on that day. So considering that's not lo- no longer on the board, we're looking at a very real possibility of no football games being played from the 10th of September uh, until the 1st of October for Brighton and Albion. If there is ever a bright silver lining to this shit show, uh, it's probably that, right? We have ample time to get someone in and almost provide them a miniature intensive preseason with the team. Yeah, and and of course, even if you do go on a bad run, the worst case scenario is the bad run until the World Cup, and then you get some more time, right? Um, I just, I'm I'm so curious as to what direction Bloom ends up going in. If this all, by the way, this is it could this might not happen. This could all be Tony Bloom signs a I don't know six year contract at Brighton for an absurd salary. But um, assuming it, it is all final and does go through, I, I'm really intrigued whether he tries to get someone that's come in, is in a job and they need to pay compensation for. Because from what it sounds like, I don't know whether this has been discredited, but it's, is there a 16 million-ish release clause in Potter's contract? That's that's what's being bandied about. Yeah. Um, more money. Like, there's no shortage of money at Brighton right now. There, there, there's, there's never been more money at Brighton and Hove Albion Football Club. Um, Hey, Zidane's out of the work, isn't he? He would be the second. Uh, he would be the second most expensive manager in history, uh, behind Nagelsmann, if he was to go. Uh, given what we're having to get for him, a um, couple yeah. of other people in the chat. Uh, the good news is everything today. In everything today, there is some. Is this a shut the Villa fans up? Saying he'd go to them. Uh, yeah, I suspect that pipe dream has long since sailed. Uh, too much not safe for work stuff in there from one person. My dad, Jesus Christ. Uh, Sal, um, if he goes, uh, one thing he won't get is the time. And for him to let him go, it will probably be cheaper. No, uh, that's something we've we just discussed, Sal, if you're in here late and we disagree with that. Uh, we, we think the allure here is he is going to be given the time under both. Yeah, it's a new, just a new Chelsea. It's a new project. Even despite the two-shall two going, this is a new project. If he gets given the job, I think... Come hell or high water, he'll be in it for at least a couple of years. It's, it's different now. Yep. Uh, if he does go and we don't get anyone in for Bournemouth, uh, then their first six games will include Liverpool, Spurs, City and Graham Potter's Chelsea if he was to go. Uh, brutal run, isn't it? I mean, at least you get rid of the bad stuff at the start, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I do. I'm worried about Bournemouth now, like because if, what's the opposite of a new manager bounce? It's a new manager sunk. Did you see? Yes, this is like, because it, I, don't, I don't see it. For it's not like we're we're um, getting rid of like this idea of like a bloodletting. Like finally, we've got rid of this. Like at Leicester, like Brendan Rodgers goes, the fans are going to be like, "Thank God, it's finally gone." Um, here, it's just like, "Oh no, this is awful for us." Um, 
How did how did the, how did everyone find out about the news? I'm interested because obviously we've got time zone splits here. I woke up in the middle of the night, so about five a.m. something. I say middle of the night, it's early morning, isn't it? Really, uh, and I just the Tuchel stuff was just all over my Twitter feed, and it's just been a matter of a few hours, and suddenly like the world has ended. It's gone from oh wow, Tuchel got sacked to oh god, who on earth can we get to manage Brighton? Uh, it's, it, this has all happened way too quick for me. Yeah, I was. I woke up and uh, last night we were talking about Tuchel getting sacked in one of my groups, and they were like, "I wonder who they'll go for." And I just wrote, "It'll be effing Potter, won't it?" And like everyone was just like, "Ha ha!" And then I woke up this morning and there was like twenty posts in that chat, and it was just all like, "Can't wait for Josh to wake up." And I'm like, "Oh shit!" And then everything unfolded in front of me, just like a cascade of just awfulness, just going through everything that I was reading. Um, Just horrific. Uh, Sean really does think we can lure Pochettino. Um, I'm not saying I don't think we can. I just I don't know whether Bloom would go for him. I I know that sounds ridiculous, but I don't know if he would um, or whether he would prefer to go for someone a bit more low key. Nick had a notification from the Athletic during the morning meeting at work. I uh, think the look of emerging horror on my face clued in my colleagues as to what was happening. <laughs> yeah, it's either that or like an asteroid is heading to Earth, right? Like something, <laughs> something awful. Um, so let's talk replacements. Um, and I'm just going to uh, read these out um, for for you and, and everyone else just to get a, a bead on what you think here. Um, so the latest or earliest, I suppose, uh, odds list we've got uh, of managers that are supposedly in the frame to come in. Um, and I'll just list them all and then we'll talk about them, uh, whichever ones you want to. Uh, so uh, the Celtic manager is currently six to one favorite. Uh, Ange Postoglo, whatever his name is, uh, very good manager for Celtic right now. Uh, plays very attractive football, obviously doing great things up there, but it is with the caveat that it is Celtic. Uh, obviously, decent attacking possession football would suit our style if we didn't want to change it up too much, but there's a whole other host of unknowns from him, i.e. SPL. Um, we've also got uh, Knutson, or Knutson. Uh, he's been also lauded for his football style, and he's, uh, he's also right up there as second favourite. I believe he is... Uh, Bodo Glimt boss. Um, I'm massacring his Scandinavian name. European uh, darlings for their their activities. What last season was getting Roma and others, wasn't it? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? Um, <laughs> after after our last appointment, um, he has also been linked with several top British jobs uh, in the past couple of months. After that that season, uh, he was bandied around for just about every prem job since he left. Um, and then we've got a bunch of others on here as as kind of other names: Thomas Frank at seven to one, uh, Nathan Jones at sixteen to one. Uh, next one is Bruno ten to one as well is on there. Uh, Pochettino is twelve to one as well. Um, and you've got a whole host of other names that have been thrown around in the meantime. What do we uh, What do we think with some of those names? Um, do you want to do you, who's your guy if you have one uh, or even just a list of ones that you would be happy to see walk through the door, whether they're on that list or not. Um, Ralph Hassenhutl is, is thrown out in the chat. 
uh, Don Weller, the poor Southampton style, likes the style of Saints. Don't feel it would fit. Feel like it would fit with us. Other people are immediately not fancying Ralph. Uh, so, <laughs> what do you what do you think? There's going to be a lot of lot of heated debate on this piece if Potter does go, isn't there? Uh, I, I just I just don't. I'm still in shock. Like I don't even want to think about. It's like your your girlfriend leaving you, and people are talking about, oh, who are you, you going to start dating next? I don't want to think about it. I don't want to think about it. I, 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 they're, they're setting up your Tinder profile as you speak. Yeah, I don't, no, don't, yeah, just no. I don't want to come out for a drink. Actually, no, I'm just going to stay home and cry for a bit. That's how I feel right now. Um, yeah, I. The only thing I will say about it, and less about particular names, I'm sure you've got some thoughts, but. If you if you think about some of the most interesting managerial highs in recent memory at clubs in this sort of second tier of, of um, the Premier League table, well, it's not fair to say after our last season. But like West Ham, for example, when they hired Moyes, everyone laughed. Everyone laughed their asses off at them hiring David Moyes. Like, what are you doing? They have no clue. What a pathetic hire. And Moyes last season, the season before, has been setting the world alight. That they've been generally lauded as like the next club to take a step up into uh, what's two seasons in, in European football. Point being is before everyone gets up in arms about all of this stuff, none of us know anything. Um, and <laughs> we're going to get to a point where whoever comes in, I'm hopeful that the system is set up around them. The expectations have been set between them and Bloom and, and others and Weir, if Weir stays in the seat as well. Um that they're building something together and the style of football is logical and fits in with what they want from the club. Um, would Pochettino be a splashy name? Sure. Do I think he's a particularly good manager? Don't know how much proof we've seen in that outside of one decent Champions League run was relatively fortunate. Um, but the fact that we're even talking about a, a name that is held in regard as a Pochettino coming to, to take over at Brighton is fun enough in and of itself invariably we're going to hire some random that we barely heard of um and uh we'll see what happens and hopefully it's potter v2 yeah uh while nathan jones did well at luton he failed dismally when he took the step up to stoke think he needed the top level championship side before making the step up it's interesting you say that nick because eddie howe also did horrifically at burnley when he made a step up um i would argue that neither stoke or burnley are the step ups they think they are um especially behind the scenes uh, at both clubs. And I think you've got to take that into, into consideration as well. Um, and I think that obviously it's a, it's a much healthier club to be coming to whoever you are when it comes to Brighton and Albion. Um, would would uh, Ange at Celtic be willing to leave uh, the Champions League? I mean, that's a huge point, right? Like they're playing active Champions League football now. Yeah, they want to get smashed up by Real Madrid three 0 a few times more just to get their get their real fun out of it. <laughs> um, Slocks in the chat is obsessed with Sergio Concacao, uh, or whatever his name is. Yeah, absolutely obsessed. Um, he's absolutely obsessed. He's just. But he loves the guy. Uh, Bo Svensson at Mainz uh, could be a wild card. We're going to see a lot of these names in the next two or three days or week. God forbid it's another goddamn week until we do our job. Uh, yeah, uh, Sean Sullivan uh, is picking the same guy I would love us to go get. as the Denmark manager, Casper Hjulman. Uh, could be a good option. His name escapes him. I've just given you it, Sean. You're welcome. Um, I think he is a superb manager. Um, and whenever I 
heard him in his press conferences, he just sounds like a Danish grandpa. Uh, he's very high on the emotional intelligence stuff. Uh, he's got a similar background to him. Um, I mean, how much higher can you take Denmark at this point? Uh, they are already an incredibly well-regarded national team. Uh, I have no doubt that there will be clubs in for him after the World Cup. It's all fantasy booking, isn't it, at this point? But uh, if I if I could if I could guarantee that we keep Bruno from now to Qatar and then get him in immediately afterwards, I'd bite your hand off for it. Um, if we got that pre-agreement in place, which is quite common these days. But there's a lot of names on that list. Um, it's 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 going to be a long couple of days. Um, I just hope that we don't take too long. Um, you know, we've talked about the fact that. Barbara has said that they have a plan A, B, C, and D if Potter was to leave, and they've had those plans at all times. Um, this is really the the perfect team, the, the time, isn't it, though, if we have to get someone in? Like, I, I would be really disappointed if we take two weeks from now to get that manager appointed. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, it's the right time. It, it, it's bad news rarely has a good timing, but I suppose this is, yeah, this is it. Uh, I, I, I'm surprised that Scott Parker and other people's names have... Let's get Ollie in. Let's have Ollie in. Crack two. Ollie's at the wheel, just so everyone can sing the song again. Uh, yeah. I, this is... If it's going to happen, it's fine that it's now. I think the only better time would have been if we'd have rounded out a really successful season at the end of this one. Summer of next year. Graham says, tell you what, Tony, we're going to have a hell of a year. You give me some money to play with in January let's try and finish as high as we ever have done, then I'm going to ride off into the sunset. But it's just, there's no way to probably time these things because this job won't be there then. Who knows if he's going to get another opportunity like this at any other point. You just, you also got to remember, there was tons of question marks coming, uh, what, nine months ago around Potter and whether he was ready to take the step up and how we will change our tune, especially you know, fans of some of these other clubs like Potter's not ready. Brian can't score. They don't go on any long runs. It's not just the striker. He can't do it. And now it's like linked with the top jobs. Um, it's, it's a, it's a very fickle game. And even the managers that we're talking about now may well fall out of grace too. Um, if we're talking about any kind of hot properties of the moment. Um, yeah. I, yeah. And if someone in the chat mentioned Scott Parker would be a poor choice, fell out with the boards at Fulham and Bournemouth. Sure. I, but, there's no reason why a person can't get on with another individual just in a different environment and set up. If not, none of these guys would ever get second chances. Tuchel's going to get another job and he's lasted two years in every job he's got and he falls out. Conte, two years, falls out. Like the top managers have fiery personality. I'm not saying Scott Parker should even be using the same breadth of those managers, but like uh, this is kind of how it works a little bit now. Yeah, slug in the chat as well. Brighton are in a perfect position in regards to timing as our stock is very high. Sure, there will be plenty of managers wanting to work with us. Um, yeah, let's speak about that a little bit. Uh, plenty of plenty of managers probably wanting to talk to Tony Bloom, probably very interested in the project. Uh, we will be selling a similar a similar thing, right? We'll be selling a project just like Todd Bowley probably is to Graham as we speak. Um Let's talk, let's talk about a couple of people sold on projects. Uh, Billy Gilmore, how's he feeling right now? Just signed for Graham Potter from Chelsea in order to play for Graham Potter. Uh, no buyback. <laughs> uh, how, how, how's Billy probably feeling right now? Not as bad as Pierre 
Emmerich Obamayang is. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get me out of Barcelona, please. I miss working with you too, Sean. Oh, yeah, by the way, I'm actually leaving. Um, yeah, I think Billy Gilmore should be all right, though, right? He wasn't going to get game time at Chelsea, so it wasn't a case if he was leaving something good because he really wanted to play with Potter. It was more just everything seemed good on paper to move to Brighton, and, and Grand Potter was a, a decent part of that. He's probably a little bit frustrated, but... You can't make these moves when things move so quickly. Uh, yeah, it's the Aubameyang one did amuse me though quite a lot. Just thinking about that guy gets his jaw smashed in, his home broken into in Barcelona. It's like, oh, thank God I could escape, go back to what I know. And nah, no, you're not. <laughs> yeah, big time. Um, another one to talk about, and <clears throat> I've received some flack on this on Twitter for even daring bring it up. Same as you, people are just wanting to cry about their girlfriend as she walks out that she's still, the door hasn't even slammed yet. Uh, but it's worth, it's worth bringing up. Uh, most reports uh, are saying that he will be given an ample war chest in January. Uh, if you are Graham Potter, uh, you are surely coming back for Moises Caicedo and or Alexis McAllister in January, aren't you? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. Uh, maybe that's just wishful thinking. <coughs> they're, they're, Chelsea do have a wealth. I mean, Moises Caicedo is not going to... I know Kante doesn't play every game at the moment and they are looking for life after Kante, but I don't know if he's truly going to displace the players that play in that central midfield for Chelsea right now. Um, and thankfully, we don't have a number nine eight maybe he'll sign well but he's he's actually probably he'd be their best striker suddenly wouldn't he um i think if i'm young excused yeah <laughs> i think the issue is though is that you've got a, a manager that by all intents we watched it and if he's going to be backed by Bowley uh and is going to be fully backed so player power is not an issue um, to, to a majority extent. We saw a manager who got rid of a lot of very toxic personalities very quickly uh, at Brighton and Ove Albion, some of them long-tenured, um, and he just binned them ruthlessly. Um, while I agree right now there may well not be spots available that would realistically be filled by those people, you would assume that not only will he raid a few clubs for players that he's long long admired that Brighton simply couldn't afford and or annoyingly come in for possible generational talents like Moises Caicedo, uh, he is probably going to be able to fund most of it on getting rid of the ones he doesn't want, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, I, but I don't know whether I do or whether January would be the necessarily the right time for, for that level of upheaval. I also just think there's no way that we'd sell another player in January, just given that the imbalance between incomings and outgoings of this club has just had in the summer. I, I truly do believe that the way we operated this summer was done with the caveat that we are going to be, um, there'll be an influx of players, not an outflow of players in January. Uh, so if, if that were to happen, if Potter was like, you know what, Todd, go, Go get me the player. Bring Tony Bloom into Claridge's or wherever you do your silly business deals and pay whatever it takes to get that player. Well, then it's more of a case of I think we have to look around and, and whoever the new manager is, we go, don't get us relegated and we're going to go on a spending spree, the likes of which, you know, people at Nottingham Forest are going to 
be impressed by um, in the summer. So I, I, I don't see it that I'm not I'm not going to worry about that. I'm not worrying about that. Uh, so I, I'm in the camp of the people on Twitter that are going to say one thing at a time for me. What about you? You are obviously concerned about that then. I think it makes sense, doesn't it? I mean, I think it makes total sense. When you look at the, the spots Chelsea are weak and need reinforcements in, um, and those same spots are also the ones where they have an, uh, uh, a large amount of possibly considered toxic players, um, which Graham won't stand for. And he's got a player that is going to be 20 years old uh, like someone else said in the chat, though, Ian Potter admitted that 42 million won't buy Caicedo's boots. So he's probably going to be fully aware that he's not going to be able to get him cheap. Um, but if you're if you're Graham Potter, for me, it just feels like a total no-brainer. Go get, go get two guys from Brighton that you think can be the backbone of this team. And I think Caicedo is one of them. Uh, I don't know who the other would be, if any of them. He may not consider anyone else good enough to make that step up, which is great if so. We'll keep the rest. Uh, but if he does, I'll just say it. There is a, to me, Moises Caicedo is one of them. And it's annoyingly worrying that he may well just come in for Chelsea supporter Lewis Dunk too. Oh, come on now. What? The, the, the best position of anyone to be in right now is Moises Caicedo's agent. Uh, oh, isn't it? Yeah. Because you're looking at his whatever, like £4,000 a week salary, and you're probably going, you need to figure this out, or we are going to be putting a whole bunch of stuff out. We're going to be calling Fabrizio's line and telling him to just pepper tweets out into the ether about how uh, we're looking to step up and move to Chelsea. Uh, here's a positive spin on this instead of I hope that with, if Potter moves and takes this job Chelsea have a whole squadron of England players um, at which point I would hope that Southgate has a conversation with Potter and ask for some level of recommendations which Graham should be like well by the way have you had a look at this small team on the south coast I know them quite well. You should be looking at X, Y, and Z. Maybe that's maybe that's the positive. But I don't with get the gaps that are in Chelsea's team right now and what they would look to take away. Uh, that my biggest worries in the mid term w- would be Moises Caicedo, and and the next one for me would be Robert Sanchez because Chelsea and I don't think they're particularly happy with their goalkeepers, despite the fact that they've got two incredibly expensive goalkeepers, but. Mendy's been very dodgy over the last year at this point after his really good kind of time. Um, Kepa's not a popular boy. So, yeah. I've no idea if I've frozen or Josh has frozen. That is... Josh, did I freeze or did you freeze? I think we both froze. Uh, We just disappeared. So... It looks like we're back anyway. I'm not sure what's going on. Um, continue. We're being, being DDoSed by Naylor. We do have to wrap here quickly as well because uh, I'm currently supposed to be in our meeting. Um, so we're probably going to have to wrap here. We should let um, him know that this is this is really important. But yeah, the, I mean, the latest news that is coming out is this basically is almost a done deal at this point um is what i'm seeing 
Yep. Yeah. I've seen the same verbal agreement in place, contracts tomorrow, in before Fulham, uh, you would assume tomorrow, or, well, Chelsea like to announce their business quickly, don't they? So I'd expect it to be tomorrow uh, that he's announced, and we will go from there. We'll see. Uh, there will be plenty to talk about on Saturday. Watch one I thought was going to be a pretty chill pod, uh, regardless of the result against Bournemouth. Uh, but alas, I guess this is not going to be a chill one. Uh, so we will be back Saturday. Not planned, obviously. This emergency show has uh, has been aired. We'll see how it goes. Uh, this will be available podcast format like immediately. As soon as I get done with this work meeting, I'll figure it out. Um, we will see. Um <laughs> We'll see what happens on Saturday. We'll see what happens in the next two days. Uh, just stay safe out there, people. Don't get too upset. Uh, and just keep the faith, I suppose. Uh, 